Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin, the podcast where I basically ramble for 45 minutes about, you know, living, loving, doing things in New York City and all the stuff that comes along with it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the thick and the thin. Woo, I gotta get that to be more concise, that like intro thing here. But yeah, my name is Katie Bellotti. I do some stuff on Instagram. I do social media for L'Oreal Paris USA. Love my job, love my work. And yeah, if you guys, I, I kind of came to the realization recently that a lot of you guys are, maybe not a lot, but some of you guys don't really know who I am and just like listen to me talk because you either heard from a friend or something of that nature or you happen to be scrolling through the top podcast page on uh, Spotify. Yeah, I'm on there, like if you kind of scroll quite a bit, but yeah, so anyway, that's me. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about a lot of things. I have some analogies for you guys that um, I tend to always throw out there. I actually do really love my analogies. If you followed me on the internet for a while, I tend to really associate everything in my life with something else that's like maybe a little bit prettier. So, okay, before I get into the meat of this episode, I do want to announce, guys, this is a very exciting day. We are officially a sponsored podcast. Thick and Thin is no longer a sponsorless podcast. We have some legs on us. So our very first podcast sponsor is, drum roll please, I'm like drumming on my desk like an idiot by myself in my room, okay, um, is Care of Vitamins. And you guys have probably seen this on your Instagram feed because it's a very uh, on-trend thing right now. Vitamins and I think also skincare regimen, like, you know, all those things, those little things that make you just feel better as a person especially since it's like back to school time and you know work and there's no you can't really just set out of office anymore it's like okay we're in the nitty-gritty we are back in the grind it's important for you to take vitamins because you know with with the daily grind and then going out and going hard on the weekends you know your body is being depleted of vitamins and things and minerals and all those sort of things that it needs to function and so then you know your your immune system's down and that's why you get sick and so care of vitamins makes it super easy for you to figure out which vitamins are right for you because you just take a quick little survey it took me like five minutes you just talk about your daily life I was like yep I work I'm stressed like really stressed all the time because I like don't sleep and then also I drink like heavily on the weekends so yeah make me my perfect little batch of vitamins care of and that they did they're absolutely great for a very you know busy on-the-go lifestyle which a lot of us live because they come in cute little packs and it's like designated like here are five vitamins that you need to take and it's super easy yeah um and I do want to note a portion of every single sale that they they make goes towards the good foundation which provides um, prenatal vitamins for mothers in need and so that's a really really good cause and generally just very perfect for my lifestyle so I take five vitamins every single day one that I think is most noteworthy um, is actually for stress and mood overall and to be honest guys taking the quiz I learned some things about myself that I didn't really even know that I needed I'm like wait a second I guess I do need that vitamin in my life so yeah, definitely take the quiz for yourself on TakeCareOf.com and use the code HelloKatie for 25% off your first month, which is exciting. Yay, happy vitamin shopping, guys. So anyway, in today's podcast, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about my move to New York City. That's at least going to be the preface. And then as you guys know, I tend to just like go off in a million bazillion different directions. So that's what's going to happen. But before I dive into the meat of that, I do want to talk about this one thing I was thinking about this past weekend. So I was waiting in line at this club in New York and it's called Bounce and 
a lot of you guys might have even heard of it because it's a very happening area or happening, sorry, happening place. It's a sports bar. There's a lot of guys that go. You know, it's one of those things where we always meet up with our guy friends there because there's a ton of TVs so they can watch the game because they're so manly and guy and whatever. And uh, it's kind of like a, a hybrid between a bar and a club. So it, it tends to be very, very jam-packed in there. Um but naturally, it's just the place to be, and we always go, and I actually really enjoy it. So, you know, chances are, if, if it's Saturday and you're at Bounce, you probably would be able to find me somewhere, um, probably taking way too many shots of tequila. Sorry, Mom. Anyway, so I was waiting in line outside of um, Bounce because they do this thing. If you get there too late, we got there, like, way too late. It's our fault, um, where it's, like, you know, over capacity at some point. So it's like, it's, like, in one, out one type of thing. So I was waiting in line. We met these, like, super cool girls in line. It was actually really fun just like standing there waiting in line but you know obviously waiting is not everyone's cup of tea as you know it's not it's not really even my cup of tea to an extent you know there's there's a point where you're like okay we're waiting okay it's getting old now okay it's it's old it's officially ancient history I am sick of waiting is this even really freaking worth it it's like okay I know I've been inside before I've been to this place before I know it's awesome I know all my you know my friends are there it's like a place where I just know that I've had fun in the past so I know it's going to be a good time but it's like okay that's great but I'm still waiting outside and my toes are freezing off and it's it's not fun anymore to wait for something that you know is gonna be fun and you're like okay people were literally trying to do everything they could in this line to just get in like you know get the attention of the bouncer and it's like okay there's a million places we could have gone in New York City like a million maybe more than a million maybe several million places we could have gone that would have been just as fun in New York but of course you know there's this this hype around a place that you know is fun and you know your all your friends are and and that sort of thing so anyway waiting in this line and I was kind of at some point zoning out quite a bit because I started to realize there was kind of like an analogy with this line and my life <laughs> And if you guys know me or have maybe ever seen me, I tend to zone. I tend to zone out quite a lot because I, I'm always just very deep into thought. I feel like at a lot of points in my life, I'm like, okay, this has to be symbolic. I'm like one of those people that sees symbolism and everything, and I need to like chill. Um, but yeah, while waiting in this line, I couldn't help but you know notice that it kind of perfectly aligns with how my life has been up to this point. You know, I feel like. In my life, I've kind of been in this waiting period for quite a while. And, you know, even way back, I feel like I, I've been in waiting periods that kind of have like led into one another, like waiting, you know, to turn 21, waiting even before that to get my license. And now I, you know, for a while I was waiting to, you know, for my life to begin, waiting for that time where I felt like, oh, okay, I, I feel like I'm actually, you know, I'm living, I'm living, you know, but like I'm actually like an adult. And I had all these you know, high, high hopes for my life post-grad. And, you know, even people, so going back to the club, you know, waiting outside this club, standing in line with these girls that, you know, I was talking to, I mentioned a few minutes ago how, you know, we really got along with these girls and they had never even been to this place before, you know, and they were waiting in this line. They said they'd been waiting for like 45 minutes. Like, thank God we got in like under that time but like they were waiting for 45 minutes outside of a club in the cold for somewhere that they had never even they didn't even know if it was fun they just heard things you know from people or heard from you know their friends that were actually inside like oh my god this place is so fun you know and (laughs) I was baffled I was like wow how could you wait outside for something that you don't even know is fun and then I realized oh my god 
that is life. (laughs) It's like, I feel like for a while you're waiting, you know, for this thing, whatever it may be. For me, it was moving to New York. I was constantly, you know, just in that, that pining phase of like, oh my God, I cannot wait to just get through college, cross that stage and be like, see ya, I'm going to New York. I literally had this, you know, this poster in my bedroom in college for a couple of years that said, fuck it, I'm going to New York. <laughs> and it was like so, so cool. I'm so sad I didn't take it with me. Well, I feel like it'd be weird to have it in New York, but also it just like got crumpled and I was sad, but it took me forever to find it also. But anyway, aside from that, I feel like life sometimes is kind of, you know, those girls that were standing in line with us that had never been to this club that were waiting for this club, you know, to get in because they'd heard it was fun. And I feel like a lot of our lives are spent, you know, us kind of pacing in that spot in line that we're waiting in, you know, kind of wobbling back and forth on our heels. Like, okay, when is it gonna, when are the doors gonna open? When is my life gonna start? You know, when is this beautiful, you know, breath of fresh air, my new, my new chapter going to begin and sweep me off my feet and completely change things. And I feel like a lot of our, our days leading up to that, you know, star studded moment are kind of spent, you know, dragging a little bit, kind of feeling like, I don't know, we we kind of are just like so obsessed with that moment, obsessed with that thing that we're going to do eventually, or that thing that we hope happens to us someday, you know, for those doors to open at that club and those bouncers to step aside and just let us in and stamp our hands and check our IDs and whatever. You know, we're so just waiting for that moment that, you know, that time that we're, you know, standing in line and just, you know, chilling, we're like, la-di-da, I don't care about this, this sucks, like whatever. And in that time is kind of like wasted time because, you know, granted, waiting outside in the cold outside of a sports bar club sort of thing isn't necessarily what, you know, the waiting period is always like for us. You know, sometimes it's spent, you know, sitting in our childhood home, just like, you know, watching videos online, wishing that we were someone else and, you know, watching TV shows or maybe it's, you know, spent in your college dorm just wishing that you didn't have to go through the same stupid patterns over and over again and you just wish that you could just get out. You know, that's that's kind of what it looks like. It looks different for everybody, but a lot of times it kind of equates to standing out in the cold outside of a club. It's kind of like we just feel uncomfortable and we feel pissed half the time and kind of irritable. And then there's, you know, some points where we're, we're enjoying ourselves a little bit. You know, we kind of let ourselves enjoy ourselves a little bit before the doors open and we're talking to people and we're socializing and kind of having an okay time, just being able to see each other in the daylight and talk to each other. And then, you know, once the doors open, it's like, okay, see ya, bye, you know, bye, new friends we made that we'll never see again. It's kind of like that. And that's life, I feel. And it was just so weird, me standing there, and I was like, oh my God, aha moment, my epiphany is happening. Moments before, I'm going to chug alcohol. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, if you ever uh, run into me in line at a club, this is probably what I'm thinking about, what's going through my mind, like a total normal person, aka not normal at all. But yeah, so I feel like, you know, people always ask me, you know, leaning up to New York, what were my expectations and what actually ended up happening. And if you guys are curious about my expectations, that's really what it was. You know, I I was expecting, you know, my move to New York and my next chapter. Oh my God, it was like a random noise outside. I, I always like, every time there's a noise, I just jump. I still jump and I'm, I've been here like six months. But anyway, you know, I, I thought, I envisioned this chapter of my life, this like spectacular new chapter, my end game type chapter, aka me being here where all sorts of things can happen. 
I thought it was kind of like, you know, waiting in line in the cold and then the doors finally open and you're like, heck yes, suckers waiting back in line. I'll see you inside or not. You know, that's the feeling. Kind of also when you're like sitting at dinner, you know, waiting for your food to come and the waiter like finally turns the corner with your chicken parm, plated up, steaming, you know, so delicious. Oh my God, that's my favorite meal in the entire world. If you're curious, it's chicken parm. Um, yep. <laughs> I love chicken parm. I love chicken and cheese and pasta with spaghetti. Not angel hair, spaghetti. Anyway, so that's kind of also the feeling of just, you know, or what you kind of think the feeling is going to be per se. That's kind of what you expect, you know, and part of you is also kind of cynical and you're like, oh, it's not realistic. Like, okay, I, I really hope it's like this and I, I think it's going to be like this, but then, oh, maybe not. Like maybe it's going to be just shitty and uh, my whole life is sucky and whatever. But, you know, there's there's that little part of you that hopes. There's always that little fraction of your being that hopes that your life is going to be, you, you know, a beautiful adventure someday and it's going to be something that you're really proud of and that you've been working for and all of your hard work, everything you've been going through, all the heartache that you've experienced, all the crying, all the just, you know, daydreaming would finally pay off. And that's what you think your next chapter is going to be. And, you know, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not and you're let down. And for me, I was very pleasantly surprised that everything kind of is how I expected expected it to be. Um, to an extent, you know, I, I was kind of, I was, you know, expecting New York to be fast and, you know, electric, alive, you know, never ceasing, exciting, and that it is, you know, but there were so many layers, like it's kind of like an onion, like so many layers to New York that I didn't even know about that, you know, I've been here for six months now, almost six months, and, I'm starting to see, you know, those layers kind of peel back and not only in the city itself, but in me, you know, I, I've reacted so differently here. It's almost kind of like when you go to a new place and you, your, your body reacts differently. It's like my, my persona has reacted differently. Like when I went to, when I moved to Italy for a couple months, uh, during college, I was there for about four and a half months studying Italian and just, you know, being a Italian girl, you know, an Italian girl in the Italian city. Florence I was there for a couple months or four months I just said that I don't know why I had to say that again but I let's just say my body reacted horribly to everything to the water to the food I was just a mess for like a solid three weeks maybe even longer than that and that's kind of how I felt a little bit like I was in a beautiful place Florence is gorgeous if you've ever been or get a chance to go you must it's stunning the food is amazing everything you know it's it's a very cool place to go it's very authentic very you know rich in history and I love it um but even you know in such a beautiful perfect place I was you know suffering kind of because I my stomach could just not handle the food and it's just because you know I was in a foreign place and that's normal you know when I went to Asia this past January same sort of thing you know it definitely lasted a little bit less as long or not as long as when I was in Florence but you know also it was just different and I wasn't used to how things were and that's just you know how it is in any new place and so in New York you know I've seen all these the things I was expecting the energy is the same I I love just the spirit having an apartment here and feeling just that I, I just feel that vibe and it's something that's kind of inexplainable until you come but you know, as I mentioned, there's layers, there's layers to peel back. And there's times where I don't really react too well to this city. And I do feel kind of low. 
And, you know, I, I mentioned previously in this episode, me being at this club and, you know, I eventually I had such a fun day. Like it was unreal. I love my friends and I, we just, we just have a good, we have a good time. Let's just say that we have a great time. We know how to start the party. It was always, it's always a good time with my friends. I know I'm not going to have like any dull moments. Let's just say that. And it was a great day. And it just, the whole weekend was just an overall 10 out of 10 solid weekend last weekend was. And so you know, I, 18 minutes in, I guess I can mention that morning I cried, you know, before I even got to the club, before I even stood in that line, I woke up and I cried and it was not about anything specific. And I need to stress that because sometimes you just, sometimes you just cry. Okay. And it's okay. And there doesn't need to be a reason. You don't have to pinpoint a reason because sometimes there isn't a reason, you know, it's either hormones or just, just a lot of stress when, something just boils over and I I always say I'm a stressed person and like yeah I guess I'm a stressed person it's not because I put too much on my plate per se I I, maybe I do a little bit but the most the, the bulk of my stress comes from my perfectionism and just my nature how I am as a person and my mom's listening to this probably horrified that like I'm stressed but like honestly it's something I've been kind of my whole life like it takes a lot for me to like really chill you know, like it, it, it honestly, I think what it takes is me going to the nail salon and having them grab my hands away from my phone and just do my nails because then I'm not checking and not worrying and wondering and wondering if I'm posting enough on Instagram and wondering if, you know, I, I'm reaching out to my friends enough and being social and reaching out to boys that are texting me and am, am I, you know, swiping right enough and like all this stuff and I'm distressed. You know, I, I, ugh, I, I wish so much sometimes that technology didn't freaking exist. You know, I was actually sitting at the nail salon yesterday and on on the radio, there was like an ad and it, or not an ad, it was like, it was um one of those like radio talk shows or whatever. And it was like, um, in between songs, it was like, um, Americans or like nine out of 10 Americans would rather lose this body part than give up their phone. And it was like, stay tuned until after this song for the answer or whatever, you know, what body part. And I was just sitting there like baffled. I was like, oh, how crazy are those people, you know, giving up a body part for their phone? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, wow, maybe I would too, honestly. <laughs> like, what's like a body part you don't really need? Like a kidney? <laughs> like, right? I, I don't really need it. And uh, I need my phone for a lot of things. Because I, I always picture like, okay, I'll give up my phone. But then like, my days would be so quiet. What would I do right now? I guess I'd read a book. Like, oh my God. (laughs) And like, you guys are probably like, okay, Katie, you're ridiculous. But then think about it deep in your being as well. Like, could you really give it up forever? This is forever, guys. It's not just for like a week. I could do a week. But like, this is for the, the rest of time. You know, and we're we're in an age where it's constantly advancing. Like you might be able to do it now, but think about yourself five years from now when things are even more advanced. Honestly, actually, you know, something I'm just thinking about now, maybe there won't even be phones in like 10 years. Maybe it'll be all telepathic or something. I don't know. Craziness. Um, but yeah, that was like a total, I don't even know what just happened with my tangent there, but, um, oh, I guess, yeah, I was actually thinking about this on my way home because I was talking or I was writing down in my journal. I have this like podcast journal I'm making now where I kind of just jot down random things throughout the day. I keep it in my purse. Um, and I had a lot of things jotted down for this one, kind of, you know, I had the club analogy, I have it (laughs) as number one of my, uh, to talk about on my podcast stories, um, and I noticed a lot of it was like, oh, New York's great, New York's awesome, blah, 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 but then I was like, wait a second, I need to be fully transparent with you guys, you know, there are moments, and it's not just, it's not this city per se, it's just, 
me being here, you know, and me just living and being in this period of my life where I have a lot of time on my hands to think, think about things. And it might not be time as in like I'm sitting here thinking. It's like I just feel like throughout my day to day, I'm constantly remembering things. That's something. I was walking home today and I, I don't even know. I was like watching this, this dad pushing his, his daughter in this little like tricycle, you know, the one where you have like that, that little thing on the back where you push it. And it's like, she, she thinks she's uh, driving it herself, but he's actually pushing. And like, she has no idea that she's actually not the one pushing. That's an analogy in itself, to be honest. I'll, I'll come up with that on that one on a later podcast at a later date. But I was watching that and I just had this random little flashback of this one hill that I used to bike up and down when I was a, a kid in my old neighborhood. And I always remember like, you know, earlier on when I was younger, obviously my dad would always have to push me up the hill because I couldn't make it. And then I remember like years after me totally making it up the hill by myself, you know, no assistance needed from my dad. And you know, it's just like funny how we grow like that. Like I grew in height and just also courage. You know, there was times where I probably could have made it up that hill by myself, but it just made it a lot easier having my dad there to push me. And I feel like now I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm pedaling myself up the hill and it's, it gets scary sometimes. And sometimes you start pedaling halfway and then you, uh, you kind of, you know, go backwards and it's just like, okay, ouch. That's kind of life right now for me. And, you know, New York is everything I expect it to be. But there's always things that you don't account for. There's always things that you don't see coming. And there's no way, there's no possible way that you can plan out every single element of your life. And I think that's something that we we miss because we think that, you know, oh, we're waiting in this line to get into this awesome club or place or, you know, part of our lives and we've heard all these things for people that are already inside or already in that point of their life. And they're like, oh my God, do this, not that. Okay, this place sucks. This place is awesome. New York is amazing. Get this job, do this. But you know what? Things are so different person to person. Like th- that's why it's so important that you can't look at me in my life, guys, and think that like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what Katie does. Or like, oh, I'm going to take everything Katie says and fully live for that. Whether it be the good stuff that I say or the totally idiotic things I say you know everything you need to you just need to know that everything needs to be taken with a grain of salt everything you know some things obviously if you believe in it and you stand for it and you're like this is it like you know you go girl but there's points where you can't compare yourself because if you do you know you're just going to end up upset or hurt and I guess that's kind of a segue but going back to you know the morning when I woke up and I cried and it was you know, there were some like little factors I can kind of name that were kind of the reason I didn't just like wake up and, you know, cry out of hormones or anything, but it wasn't anything that was like huge. And honestly speaking, it's not even anything that's relevant anymore a week later. You know, little things where I just feel like I'm constantly going through my life thinking that either my friends are mad at me or like I'm irrelevant or, you know, I'm lonely and guys hate me. I was laying laying in bed last night and I was like, I'm 22 in quote unquote the best phase of my life everything I've been looking forward to and more and I'm alone (laughs) and then I remembered or reminded myself Katie you know maybe you're alone because you keep pushing away every single person that gets close to you maybe you're alone because every time someone asks you on your date on a date asks you asks me on a date 
I pretend that I'm busy because I just don't feel like opening that can of worms. I don't feel like dealing with it. You know, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe I'm in my own way. And that was another reason why I was crying. And I was like, oh, just overwhelmed. And then, you know, I pulled myself together. I do what I always do. I, as I mentioned in my last um, podcast episode, I filled my life with some good things. I went shopping, bought a pair of jeans that I actually really like, which as you guys know, trying on jeans is no easy task. And so, you know, finding a nice pair of jeans I liked, I went to Whole Foods and got a bouquet of flowers for myself and I, you know, cleaned my apartment, I folded my sheets, you know, did my duty as a person living alone in New York and my apartment is was spotless and then I, you know, got a call from my friend saying, hey, like, want to go to this club and, you know, there you go. That was my day and all it took was just putting a couple of good things and piling on those good things as I mentioned in my last podcast but, you know, I, full transparency, guys, it's not always, you know, butterflies and rainbows and happiness in New York and, you know, even that, I guess that's not maybe something you would expect for New York, but it's, it's not all, you know, New York Minute, Mary-Kate and Ashley and Sex and City, Carrie Bradshaw strutting down the street in heels because, you know, long, st- you know, hate to, hate to expose it for you guys, but it's impossible, like, to walk my daily commute in heels. I wear sneakers that never match my outfit. And also, you know, it's impossible to also survive taking cabs everywhere you go okay that's that's a fortune so yeah hate to spoil it for you guys (laughs) but you know I think the big thing here is you know luckily it worked out for me here in New York a lot of you guys ask me you know did it live up to the expectations and as I mentioned also yes it did and here's the thing like it lived up to my expectations and the fact that in the sense that it's a place where I feel like I can do so much growing Like so much growth can happen here for me and it's not necessarily the place where I thought, you know, I would just become Carrie Bradshaw, like we would, you know, become one and I would just be her and be flawless and fabulous and whatever. You know, that didn't happen per se and granted I'm only six months in so who knows, I could become Carrie Bradshaw in the next six months but, you know, my my main thing now is like, okay, it's not exactly how I expected it to be or it is but it isn't like everything beautiful and perfect that I thought it might be. You know, it is what it is. It's real. It's a real city with real people and real shit that goes down and construction everywhere. You know, but the one thing that I see positively of this is, you know, I love my job. I love my apartment. I've talked about all the things I love. But I also see this place as being a very big place of growth for me, a place where I find my own and I learn what I actually want to do. And it's not me waiting in line. Like right now, guys, I am out of line. I am not waiting in line. I'm at a bar down the street with no line. Like I am not waiting in a line right now. I am just living my day to day. You know, I'm not waiting for something that I think might be good. Because as of right now, like, you know, I don't even know what that is right now. You know, in in parts of me, there are times, okay, I'm not perfect. So there are times where I do get in line. There are times where I'm like, okay, when's my, you know, boyfriend going to come? TikTok, looking at my watch. When's he going to come? Where is he? You know, I heard this whole thing is great. This this bar is awesome. One of the doors going to open. When can I get in? You know, there are times where I do, you know, sneak in a line. But then, you know, I need to ground myself and realize that, you know, walking, Maybe down the street towards the park is a lot more fun. Or, you know, walking through a department store in Christmas time. Ugh, best feeling, guys. But yeah, so that's kind of New York right now to me in a nutshell with that whole analogy. And I hope I wasn't rambling. I'm getting a little sleepy, guys. It's already 9 o'clock and I've had a really crazy week, but I really wanted to get this podcast out for you guys. So that was kind of that little story and club analogy. Um, 
I also wrote down in my little journal, this place isn't for everyone. It's glamorously portrayed, but make your own opinion. Amen. Amen, me. That was a good quote. Um, that's New York, kind of in a nutshell. I kind of want to make that the, uh, <laughs> the podcast description. Um, but yeah, I also, so I have, I went through the first four bullets of what I was just talking about, like the club, you know, why New York? Why have I been waiting for this? And then um, this place isn't for everyone. So then number five bullet we're getting down to is John Mayer quote. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Because, you know, it kind of goes along with the story I was just telling, but it's also something I really wanted to sneak into a podcast because I think it's so relevant. And I have been thinking, it's the kind of quote that I heard, and I've been thinking about it for weeks afterwards. Like I heard this quote maybe four weeks ago on John Mayer's Instagram story. I would actually not even be shocked if I've already mentioned it a tad bit in a podcast episode. I kind of black out when I record these guys, but... John Mayer put on a story. He was answering, a, he was doing a Q&A with his followers. And as you know, John Mayer gets a lot of hate, you know, for the whole Taylor Swift incident and for the Katy Perry incident and for every girl he's ever had an incident with, you know. He's just not overall well-liked despite the fact that his, his, you know, voice is absolutely dreamy and I've been to his concert and he's even better live. Anyway, but he on his Instagram story answered this one question and the question was, you know, John, how do you handle the haters? How do you handle your life being so publicly hated on on social media? And his response was absolutely legendary. It was, um, I'm gonna, it's not, you know, word for word, it's kind of paraphrased, but he said, you know what? We were never meant to know this many people on social media, online, etc. And with that, you know, we're not even supposed to know this many people on such a deep level. You know, we know each other. We see each other. We see that girl that we went to high school with that we barely speak to. You know, we see our coworkers. We see, you know, people that we might not even have ever met before, but we just know online. We, we see those people a lot of times on such a deep level and especially with like influencers and I'm really guilty of this of just like laying my whole life out there and you know we, we are, know so many more people than we ever have in previous generations like you know there were times where people you know would lose completely lose touch with people they went to high school with people when they went to middle school with you know people that they barely knew they wouldn't even obviously really talk to people that they didn't really know face to face in person like this is a very unique age because we you know are privy to a lot of people's thoughts and a lot of people and a lot of people's opinions that's a big one we're we're you know putting ourselves out there even if we're not even, if we're a private Instagram account, you know, you are putting yourself out there to be scrutinized and to be criticized. And this was never something that happened really, you know, from this sort of perspective or this sort of medium per se, you know, this has never happened before. You know, you would obviously walk down the street and be subject to people judging you in their heads silently. But, you know, it would be when you're at least present you know there's people that are probably looking at my Instagram feed right now while I'm recording this not even looking at my phone and scrutinizing me or you know just not even maybe in a negative light but just like either criticizing me or you know zooming in on my face on my pores and comparing themselves to you know to me or comparing me to other people or you know any number of things and so this is an age where we can't take things so personally because it's something that you know, we do. And it's something that just something that we need to get used to. And it's, it's, it's crazy. And so, yeah, that was just like a little nugget I wanted to throw out there because I feel like this is something like a real food for thought moment where we can all kind of think about this and think about why we're so sad all the time. And, 
you know, I listened to this song on the way home and it was, um, I think it was by Jeremy Zucker. Is that the right name? Jeremy Zucker. And it was like, the kids are depressed. Um, yeah, it's, um, all the kids are depressed by Jeremy Zucker. Highly recommend listening to the lyrics, like listening to this song, maybe like twice, you know, first listening to it and being like, oh, this is a good song. And then listening to it again and actually hearing the words that he says, because, oh my goodness, it is just, it's so darn true. You know, like we, we go through our lives and it's, it's hard for us in this generation. And I can't speak for others, but it's hard because we are, we're, we're seeing so many images, so many people, so many things a lot of times that are doctored and not even true and are face tunes beyond recognition and it's a lot and even if we we are consciously ignoring it and consciously reminding ourselves that it's not always real and that you know it's it's sometimes people suppress their real thoughts and sometimes people are overly like my life is awesome check it out you know or maybe you know we're just comparing ourselves you know we got to remind ourselves that this is a unique time that this never happened before and so we don't really know how to you know properly condition ourselves we weren't taught you know back in elementary school they knew how we would be you know this at this age you know I wonder I wonder if our professor or sorry our teachers back in elementary school I had this really great one in second grade Miss Carpenter I wonder if Miss Carpenter ever knew or ever thought you know that half of her students would walk around depressed sad you know comparing themselves you know 20 years or I guess how old are you in second grade I don't know 10 maybe no is that too young I don't know I'm as I mentioned previously I'm really bad at like guessing ages of of times in my life but you know I, I wonder if our teachers ever thought about it ever knew or considered that their students you know would grow up and just have to be out in the world with so many faces on their freaking phones that they're comparing themselves to and poking and prodding at themselves wondering why they don't look like that and why they aren't you know in that phase of their lives and for me sometimes it's not me comparing myself by, by looks like sometimes it is but a lot of times it's me comparing myself you know by experiences and I'm I'm jealous of other people on social media for, you know, their relationship or their phase in their life, you know, them affording expensive things and doing just, you know, going on trips all the time and not having to work and, you know, be, you know, I'm just, I'm comparing myself just as much as the next person, even though I try to prevent it and convince myself that I shouldn't, you know, it's, it's very much easier said than done. And so that's why, you know, I think John Mayer's quote is important, you know, it's, we got to remind ourselves that we're doing our best given that this has never really happened be- existed to this capacity before. It's definitely existed. You know, people have compared themselves and wished that they were in a million places other than where they were, you know, and and people have have done that in previous generations, but not to this magnitude and this extent when people aren't even present. Like I'm in my apartment alone right now and I'm still comparing myself to people that I see, you know, on my phone and I can zoom in and everything so yeah that's just something I I was thinking about and it's one of those quotes that has really stuck with me and I tried to find it like I tried to like google and find it again and it, it was an Instagram story so I can't even find it so I hope that I was correct in the paraphrasing someone please tell me I'm not crazy um but yeah John I feel you you're not a good boyfriend but I feel you so yeah um okay we're 37 minutes in I'm going to answer a question or two from you guys um so, yes. Oh my God, there was one question you guys asked me 
So Megan Kenny asked, um, and this got a bunch of likes, why do girls pick big and not Aiden? And this is like a Sex in the City quote, if you guys, or question, if you guys have seen Sex in the City or if you, actually if you haven't seen Sex in the City, Aiden's kind of like, I don't really like like Aiden very much to be honest. Um, I'm one of those girls that does love big. I don't like love how big treats carry, but he's definitely more the character that I would like go for. Um, just like his persona. Like, I don't know. I typically go for guys like that, which, you know, obviously the reason for this question is like, why, why do we go for people like that? Cause Aiden's like, you know, the sweet guy, like whatever, like treats her well, whatever, you know, but then there's big and he's so mysterious. And even though he's like in and out of her life and, you know, giving her mixed signals and leaving her at the altar and all that nonsense you know she still goes for him in the end and she you know may or may not end up with him in the end I don't know I'm not gonna spoil it for you guys but you know yeah so the question is you know why do girls or why do a lot of us go for big and not Aiden and I think you know part of us and this is just me speaking for myself because I can I'm thinking of like my equivalent to big and Aiden in my life like the people I've experienced that are Aiden and people I've experienced that are big and the reason why I go for big is because I think I'm kind of I I feel like big like his life his just how he his demeanor everything that was you know in his being was kind of like a walk on the wild side like he there was like a sexy like kind of exciting like you don't you don't know what you're gonna get with him you don't know if he's gonna text you or not like there's that exciting little thing and it's almost like okay he doesn't like me I'm gonna work harder and make him like me it's like that sort of feeling with Aiden it was like okay I'm bored like okay he's like nice and all and you know great hookups great experience we're gonna go to some good dinners like you know he's gonna propose he's gonna say he loves me whatever but like it was almost like too easy and I actually kind of need to be a little bit refreshed. I'm going to watch some episodes tonight back with Aiden because I don't really like watch his part. Like, I don't know. I, I love skipping around the seasons, but his isn't like my or his like her flirtation with him wasn't like my favorite part of the show. Um, so I don't really watch it very much. But I, I kind of, you know, the general question is like, why do we go for big? Why don't we go for Aiden? Why? Like, why does Carrie go? How many seasons? Like seven seasons pining over the same guy? You know, the answer is because we're girls, or I mean, I can speak from this standpoint, and we don't want, we don't know what the heck we want. So instead of settling or, you know, in our minds, settling for something that makes sense and that's easy and that's rational and someone that loves us and like whatever, we're like, la-di-da, no, I'm going to shoot for the stars because, you know, I think, and it's almost kind of like even when we get the guy, like say we get big, we're kind of like, oh, this isn't what I wanted, (laughs) but the chase is fun. And I do agree with that. The chase is fun. And I mean, I was, you always just want to be with a person where you feel like they match you. And I think as girls, we always, you know, think, or we want ourselves to be like that independent, really cool, cool girl. We want to be a cool girl. You know, we want people to reflect fondly about us and think oh you know Katie she's a cool girl you know we, we want that a lot of us and so we want a guy that's really cool and like that's really like our friends are like oh my god you got him wow I don't know I feel like that was like a really weird way of explaining it I hope some of you guys are on the same page as me but I enjoy the chase up until I get what I'm looking for and then I'm like oh hmm oh kick something maybe that's not for me so that's kind of my reflection on that question 
I think I might do like a whole episode on that because it definitely does go deeper and there's a lot of deeper messed up things about us that make us do things like that. But kind of just grazing the surface there, generally that's why I choose big over Aiden. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. Um, Oh my God, a lot of you guys asked about how I plan my life. Well, (laughs) I'm not very good at it. Let's just say that. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Marr wants to know how to not go back to toxic situations over and over again. Well, it's definitely very tough and I'm not going to say it's easy at all because, you know, I wish I had this like really quick fix for you, quick answer on how to break bad habits. You know, I think, you know, for me at least, and there's so many different ways you could take this question. Like, I don't really know what type, you know, kind of habits you're referring to. But for me, my bad habits are either being really down on myself, you know, shaming my body or with guys and just that sort of thing. Not like obviously an addictive habit or anything that needs like proper counseling and such. But my bad habits look kind of like that. And what I kind of do to break those habits is simply just, or not simply, but I, I distract myself you know, in one way or another. I find something that I can invest my time and energy in that isn't that thing. And, you know, sometimes it's not successful. Sometimes you're just going to go back to that thing and eventually you'll decide that you've had enough and that's when you'll eventually break it. But for me, it's distracting myself from, you know, thinking about that thing that's toxic. And you know what your distraction needs to be. It's different for everyone. For me, it's either you know, spending time with my friends who make me forget about the hard things. I think surrounding yourself with people, especially if you're kind of addicted to a person or your bad habit is a person, you know, being around people that are good habits, that are good for you, that'll definitely help and distract you. And then also for me, you know, projects. I'm really into just taking on projects when I'm feeling, you know, either I'm doing something bad, not something good for me, so to speak, you know, I'll organize my room or I'll, you know, make a video that I'm really passionate about or something like that. So yeah, kind of moral of the story there. If you're feeling like you're falling into a bad habit over and over again, it's something you can't beat, you know, don't beat it per se, but just distract yourself from whatever is harming you. And hopefully I really pray that someday you will decide you've had enough and choose happiness over whatever is plaguing your heart and soul and spirit. Yes. Okay. So that is it. We are towards the end of the podcast, guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed my rambles about waiting outside of a club. (laughs) I can't believe I talked that long about that one experience. Wow. Okay. Well, hope you all enjoyed. Um, Definitely stay tuned for next week's episode. Hopefully it'll come out next Thursday. I'm trying to be more regular with my days of posting. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you guys or I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye. (laughs) 